0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Lucas Root. Lucas, you're a speaker, mentor, uh, and, and Jedi master for process execution. You are found on the web at lucasroot.com. Uh, you've worked with some pretty well-known brands. Uh, and so Lucas, in your words, what is a process executor?
1: So, uh, a process executor is somebody who figures out the, the right way to get things done. Anything, you know, we, we call it a process when something goes through steps from a beginning to an end, right? That could be, that could also be called a project, right? Um, so a process executor is somebody who figures out the right way to get things done, and then makes sure that they are that they move through that process from beginning to end successfully.
0: And so, um, how did you shift into this role? Because you work primarily now from a, like in a consultancy basis.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I I uh, I. I, I got my degree in engineering physics and mathematics. So I sort of have that process base. <laughs> like it, my, my training started out that way. Um, I spent 17 years on Wall Street. I was on the projects execution side for mergers and acquisitions. So it was very much what I do now, but internal. Um, you know, a merger would happen. You know, there's two different departments, both that get the same thing done. And one of them does it this way. And one of them does it that way. And somebody has to go in and figure out how to, you know, re-engineer the process, both of whom, you know, they're both successfully moving that thing from beginning to end. Somebody's got to re-engineer it so that it takes the best from both worlds um, and the new company is successful. And that was me.
0: So, Lucas, you've had the opportunity to work with some pretty big brands: uh, AIG, Bird, mm-hmm. uh, who makes motorized scooters that you can rent, run, and tool around town. Wells I, Fargo. I love working with them. By the
1: way, they were so yeah, much
0: fun. and and, <laughs> and probably my favorite of the list, Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> so, how does one get to work with a com- with a brand like Pokemon?
1: Um. Uh- um, amazing story. Pokemon, I've been a gamer my entire life, and and the Pokemon company was like a dream client for me. Um, and still I, I've been with them six and a half years. They're still a dream client for me. It's amazing. Um, the 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 honest truth is when I decided to hang up my shingle and be a um and be a consultant, and you know, that's that's the thing. You hang up your shingle, you're like, I'm ready. All those people who have been waiting for me, come knock on my door right now. And and no one does. And that's just, you know, we've all been down that path. We know um and you pick up the phone and you start dialing for dollars um and i actually it turns out i knew uh, one of the directors at pokemon um from conferences and you know we'd just become friendly because again i've been a gamer my whole life and i'm a huge fan like and he was one of the names he wasn't the first or even the 10th number i called but he was one of the people i called and he said you know listen we're actually right now in the process of bringing in strategists. And that's the thing that you're claiming to be, right? Um, yes. Yes. That's what I'm claiming to be. Yeah. Well, we're bringing in strategists right now to talk about some of the business initiatives that we're going to be rolling out. And we would love to have a conversation with you along with you know the, the 50 other people that we're bringing in. Um, and I don't actually know what that list was, who I was up against. Um, but my presumption is I was up against the best of the best out there because it's Pokemon. And why wouldn't I, you know, they're going to bring in all the, the best people. And I, I came in and I presented um, cold. Like they, they didn't, there was no RFP. There was no, you know, present your strategy for this. They just said, come in and talk to us. And that's it. Um, we'll we'll see what we think. So I came in and presented some ideas and they said, um, half of what you presented was garbage. And the other half is amazing. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> They did not pull their punches and they yeah, still don't. that's so funny. <laughs> um, and the other half was amazing. And we'd like to give you a trial contract. Um, and I was so over the moon excited. Um, wow. My my first year with them, I made $8,000, uh, <laughs> which is that that doesn't even pay the rent like $8,000, right. not a lot of money, but but it was a foot in the door. And it meant that I had a chance to succeed as a consultant on my own, doing my own thing. And that was seven years ago, and um it's it's been an amazing ride,
0: yeah, no kidding so what what would be an example of like where you fit within an organization like pokemon, Wells Fargo bird, et cetera like like how do you where do you come in and and what are the conversations that you have and then beyond that then what efforts are you overseeing
1: hmm. Awesome question and fun. So <laughs> you'd like that one. <laughs> I do. I do. I like it. Uh, so there's there's two different ways to approach being a business. And as a small business, um, we don't really get to choose how we do that. We, we, we do everything that we can and we outsource what we can't. And that's just it. Like, we don't really have a choice. We can't be strategic about that. But as you grow into sort of large small business, right? Because small business is $50 million in annual revenue. And and I don't know about you, but for me, that's a very, very long ways away. <laughs> but for my clients, when you when you grow into a large small business, you know, past five, 10 million dollars, you start to have to make some strategic decisions about what kind of business model you want to have. There's the Amazon slash Google model where you do a hundred percent of absolutely everything in-house. Um, And you just, you figure out how to build it. You, you build your own. I I mean, literally Google actually built their own operating system for their computers. Like they build everything in house and Amazon is very similar to that. Um, And then there's this other route. And I don't think people spend much time thinking about this other path, but, but we should the Apple model. Now Apple's an amazing company. um, And Apple is also the, Perfect potential client for me. Uh, the Apple model is: we're going to be really, really crazy, crazy good at one thing and one thing only. <laughs> and everything else, we're going to outsource. And they do. They don't. They don't manufacture their own technology. Um, they don't. They don't uh, supply chain. They don't bring it to the the places that it sell. They don't sell their own stuff. Like when you go buy an Apple phone, you're going to the ATT store, the Verizon store. You're not really going to the Apple store. And most people don't think about this just because it's such a normal part of their business and, and nobody talks about it, right? But these two models are vastly divergent. On the one hand, you have you know 17 COOs, right? Google, Amazon, they, they, there's, there's probably a director of operations in every single one of their Uh, verticals. And there should be because operations is a really heavy part of what they do. On the other hand, um, the Pokemon company doesn't have a COO. They don't even have one. Um, Now, I know Apple does, but probably they could get away with not having one. In order for them to successfully execute outsourcing everything, they have to have somebody that puts together the operational strategy so that those businesses actually succeed, those businesses execute without them being the ones that do it. And that's where I come in.
0: Yeah. Um, Lucas, so uh, someone that's been listening to our conversation and they're like, Well, okay, I I'm not Pokemon, uh, but but can you help me? <laughs> How, who do you engage with today beyond, you know, kind of your your uh your your big name clients that you've got on your page? Uh what in what other ways do you engage with folks?
1: Yeah. Um And yes, the answer is I probably can help you. If you're going to grow to um, large, large small business size or even past the small business designation, I can help you. Um, If you're not, call me up anyway. We can chat. I love having conversations about this stuff. Um, The way that I help people who haven't gotten to the point where they are making those strategic decisions yet is as either a mentor or a board member. Um, And I love doing that work. I love helping people sort of move into their strategic pathway and understand the early decisions that they have to make in order to be able to start getting great at one thing, like great at one thing. You know, they say good is the enemy of great.
0: Mm. Um,
1: Extrapolate on that. Yeah. Um, If if you want to focus on being good and and look you can be a powerful business and make really good profits by being good at something. But if you want to be good, the choices that you make to be good are actually very different from the choices that you make to be great. People who are great are obsessively focused on details. Think the Apple company. They're obsessively focused on how the phone feels in their hand. They actually chose not to go to a significantly larger phone because they made the determination that a larger phone doesn't feel right in your hand doesn't feel right can you imagine being so obsessively focused on details that the way that the phone feels in your hand is important to your brand that's the kind of obsessiveness that the apple company that the pokemon company that that really super great brands have to have think Louis Vuitton, which is one of the most powerful companies in the world, right? Same thing, obsessively focused on even the tiniest little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to be great, you have to be willing to be so deeply obsessively focused about every single tiny little detail that affects your brand in the way that matters to you, in the way that matters to you, right? What's what's core to your success, um, and you can't be good at other things in order to be obsessively great at that one thing. You just have to get rid of those other things, take them off your plate, not do them. So if you want to be good, if you want to have things internal, if you want to be focused on executing a lot of things, you're probably never going to arrive at great. And that's not bad. That's a strategic decision you're going to make for your company. And that's okay. But good but good and great are divergent paths.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lucas Root, uh, your website lucasroot.com. When somebody goes there, what what would you recommend that they uh, what, what do they do if they're like, I like this guy, I want more. Where do they go?
1: Um, so lucasroot.com, my website. Uh, if you love the way that I talk, click on one of the social icons, jump over to my social media. Um, if you really want to keep current, join the mailing list. You'll also get a free little download that gives you some ideas about what not to do when you're starting your business. Um, I understand, Josh, that most of your listeners are not in the process of starting their business. So, you know, maybe that's something they can just pass on to one of their friends. Um, and then finally, I actually have a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's elements of community so for those of you who are looking to grow your business one of the things that you need to do is either get involved with or actually build a community of your own and that's not necessarily a paid for community on you know um, circle.so or or uh, mighty networks that could be a community of of moms that show up on on thursday nights and have a sip of tequila with you that could be a, a book club community whatever it is that drives people to continue to be engaged with you, that that community is what's going to make your business continue to thrive. Um, and I talk about that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. LucasRoot.com. Lucas Root, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me, Josh.
0: give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action thank you if you've done this already we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world your feedback helps us fulfill that mission and while you're at it please hit that subscribe button you know why tomorrow That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.